I'm so happy. So last week when we talked about TV shows and things, um, I didn't mention The Sopranos at all. Oh. Which is arguably um, the best TV show ever made. But, or a lot of people say it is. It's kind of this baseline for really good TV. So I think it's kind of criminal that I didn't mention it. Um, the other thing that, I mean, is argu- isn't arguable. I don't know. I don't know how to, how to say that. It's very arguable because I'm in the wrong camp. Oh, do you not in like this, it? In this, like, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the unpopular opinion. Oh, this is something completely different. I really like The Sopranos. The Sopranos is great. I've never seen it. Oh, it's really good. You should watch it. I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. This actually has nothing to do with TV either, but James Blunt isn't that bad. No, James Blunt isn't that bad. He, he has a very good voice. Uh, if we said that to him on Twitter, he would roast us because I don't know if you've ever seen James Blunt's James Twitter. James Blunt's Twitter is like my second favorite Twitter account. I love it on the internet. Like James Blunt music's all really emotional and like people think he's a total soft boiled egg. Yeah. I don't actually know if that's a term, but that's a term that I use. So <laughs> oh, it's a soft boiled egg, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's savage. He's just a total savage. It's brilliant. But another musician, and this is the last point before we actually get into the podcast that I'm going to make. Okay. Another musical act that I don't think is bad as people say is Nickelback. I knew you Nickelback. were going to say that. No, but it's the truth. People go on about Nickelback being the worst. Nickelback, so garbage. Nickelbacks. I can name like so many bands that I think sound worse than Nickelback. I won't because that involves me getting into the negative and oh, I hate that band and I hate this band and I don't like that sound. And I said before that I think music is something that, you know, there's something for everyone there. Uh, And all the stuff that I hate has value to other people. But I don't think Nickelback are that bad. I'm just going to go out and say it. Okay. Uh, I will not voice my opinions on Nickelback because um, uh, whether if I say they're really bad, I disagree with you. And if I say they're really good, I disagree with lots of other people. I don't really care if you disagree Um, with me, Callum. That's fine, uh, but I will never. You will never know. You might know if I remember to tell you after. But tell me after. I'll tell you after. The audience will me. never know. Never. never. Roll credits. Kabloof. Kabloof. That sounded like a cat, I think. <laughs> like an angry cat. Um, so, <laughs> this week, uh, we're going to be talking about holidays um, and our experiences with holidays. Mm. Um, I suppose that ties into nostalgia a little bit. I mean, I feel like everything um, ties into nostalgia <laughs> in the end. Um, the world is just a, a platform for us to look back on. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't know what you're going to experience in the future. You only know what you have experienced in the past and what you were experiencing right now in the present. And there's not an awful lot of present. Present becomes past so quickly that, you know, nostalgia is just a bigger part of your life than I think your dreams and, you know, hopes for the future are, personally. You can't look back on those. They don't exist yet. They live in your head. 
Uh, but quite fittingly for this topic, we are drinking tequila. I am going to, I don't know if Cam's going to do this, but I'm going to take a small sip of my tequila. It's uh, Rancho Viejo Tequila Silver that we are drinking. Um, we did look on Master of Malt. We actually bought these samples from Master of Malt, but there are no reviews. And the description just says it should be good in cocktails. Uh, and it's discontinued. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you guys can find this stuff, uh, but you'll find out what we think of it. One. I am going to take a small, tiny sip of it straight. Um, I love I love tequila. Um, I actually really do love tequila. It's uh, one of my favourites. Um, but I'm going to put it in a pina colada once I've had my tiny sip because I, I enjoy I... a pina colada. And it's it's we're talking about holidays. I'm going to drink it straight. Vicky, what? Are you just going to down it? Uh, well, I'll just have a sip, give okay. you my thoughts, and then I'm going to neck it and <laughs> probably cry a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I can smell it. I know, it's so strong. It's so, so strong. Woo! Woo! I'm good for it. Okay. Ah, oh, that's nice. <laughs> it tastes like tequila. Okay, that's not bad. It's actually really nice. It's got that nice, like tequila has a nice sweet flavor to it, but it also burns like bloody hell because it's so strong. This one, this one is not super burny though. It's thirty eight percent, which I guess you'd kind of expect from from a tequila. But yeah, I'm gonna pour it yeah. into my pina colada. I think I might just sip this instead of necking it. I quite like it. Yeah, it's actually quite nice, isn't it? Um, if I didn't already have pina colada stuff here to put together, I would have um, maybe. Joined you in drinking it straight. I need to stir this. Although, actually, my burps taste very tequila Tequila burps! Okay, I'm gonna taste my pina colada. Oh, I'm mm. jealous. Mm. Oh, that is so good. I love ah, my pina colada. I knew it would be. It's so smooth and tasty ah. and coconutty and fruity. I didn't plan ahead for this. Neither did just... I. I bought this stuff in Sainsbury's like two minutes ago. I say two minutes Nothing ago. Nothing is about open an hour on a Sunday here. Mm, that's true. You should have bought this yesterday. I'm an idiot. Oh, no. I've just let people know we're recording on a Sunday. Ah, oh, the secret's <laughs> out. Yeah, but our schedule was a bit messed up this week. But that's fine. Yeah. It'll be out on Friday as usual. Um, Fingers okay. crossed. So holidays. What is the first holiday that you remember going on? Uh, um, that's not the first, that's not the question I thought you were going to ask, and now I have no idea what to, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess it would probably be Barra at some point. Um, my holidays as a kid is uh, essentially boiled down to whether or not I was going to Barra or if I was going to Johnston. Um, so the first one was one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were born in Johnston, so I imagine it was Barra. It's the first one that you went on. No, because see, I think we actually lived in Barra before I went to holiday on Barra. So what happened? Little backstory and little baby Callum. So Callum was born in Paisley, uh, and we lived in Paisley for a little bit, and then moved to Barra, where um, and Dad was going to to uni, so he was away, um, wherever he did uni. I don't actually know. Glasgow Caledonian University. There we go, um, Glasgow Cali. Uh, so we were living in Barra at the time, um, and then eventually whatever happened, 
we he got work in Lewis and we moved up to Lewis and then I think our first holiday probably was down to Barra. That's so weird. Um, so so weird. Yeah. So that's that's there you go. You now know the the history well, of my living as a child baby. Much in common with yourself. My first family holiday that I ever went on was to Barra. Oh. Um yeah, it was. Um we had never went on holiday. My parents have an inordinate amount of children. Um, I have lots and lots of siblings. Um, Too many. I think we discussed this. How dare you? I nah, wouldn't replace they're, a they're single all, one. They're all wonderful. I love them all. They're crazy. I love them. Um, but, yeah, so we didn't really do holidays that often because, you know, that many kids, your money's going to be tight. Mm. But I, um, I went to Barra when I was about four um, and that was because your parents were getting married. Oh! So my first family holiday was to go. We spent a week in Barra. Um, my say, my third youngest brother. He was sick at the time. Uh, he had cancer. So on the ferry over, the ferry takes about five hours from Oban to Castlebay. It is the hell ferry. It's awful. Oh, it's so bad. I was sick about seven or eight times. It's like my main memory of that is two things: one, being sick on the ferry, uh, but. We were given a separate cabin, so we had our own little space on the the ferry the first time we went because John was, yeah, he was immunosuppressed, you know, he had cancer, he was on chemo. Um, So he couldn't be around too many different people at once. So yeah, Cal Mac gave us like a (laughs) little room to be in, a little cabin, Um, but I was sick constantly on that ferry journey Um, and it was when I discovered that I can't do boats. I do boats because... I want to go places that involve going on boats, mm-hmm. but I'm always sick as a dog. I can't deal with it. Uh, my body is just not suited to the open sea. Um, and the other You're thing, landlubber. The other major thing, apart from being sick on the boat that I remember, is my parents, uh, we brought our car. It was a red Vauxhall Astra. Um, oh, no, or was it the Saab? I don't remember. Either way, uh, we took the car over... Uh, and my parents had a cassette tape player in the car, and they, in their infinite wisdom, decided to only bring one cassette tape. <laughs> the one cassette tape, which uh, was what was it? Eurythmics Greatest Hits. <laughs> so, I imagine like the first couple times it was pretty good. Well. When I was a kid, it didn't bother me, right? Because kids can listen to the the thing over and over and over again. I couldn't do that now as an adult. But what it led to and what is still a thing in my head is the association of Annie Lennox's voice singing Sweet Dreams Are Made of This and Barra. I just, whenever I hear Eurythmics, it immediately takes me back to Barra and the smells and the sights and the sounds. Um, That's nuts. And the sheep, it just instantly I can see Castle Bay in my head. It's bizarre, <laughs> but it's just because it played over and over and over and over and over again, driving around Barra, listening to Eurythmics. Um, yeah, and then I think my second holiday was also to Barra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good times. I remember staying at one of the houses that your family owns. I couldn't remember. I can't remember if it was like where Inyosa was staying at the time. I don't know. But we stayed in somebody's house. Um, we stayed 
half the family stayed in a self-catering. Okay. Again, inordinate amount of children. There was not enough rooms in the self-catering that we booked. So two children (laughs) had to go and stay with, I think it was your mum and dad. I think it had to be. Either that or it was your grandpa McKinnon. I don't know. But the room we were in, and this might might help you, I don't know. Definitely, maybe. Uh, The room we were in had, I'm pretty sure it had a cactus in it. Like a little cactus. That doesn't help, but okay. (laughs) And the other thing it had was a computer that ran Windows 95 and we played Minesweeper on it. So I don't know, but there but, was but a... that doesn't help either because no. <laughs> those are things that can be taken away. Mm-hmm. Like the shape of a room is is more likely to give. give I don't away remember the... anything about the shapes of any <laughs> rooms. I only remember playing Minesweeper. <laughs> okay, so the Minesweeper um, room. Okay, yeah. Oh no, I know that one well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, the thing I I the other thing I remember very vividly about Barra the first time. I was like, as I said, I was a bit forced, so my memories are really patchy. Uh, it's being Eurythmics. Um, there was a little cafe in Castle Bay uh, that we used to go to all the time that used to serve drinks for kids in these plastic multicoloured cups that had polka dots on. All right. Um, according to what my mother has told me, it is now an Indian restaurant because I haven't been back to Barrett yes, since I was the, about eight. Yeah, it's, cha- it's, it's changed a few times because um, when I was growing up, I think it changed from... Um, whatever it was before, which I imagine is what it was when you went. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like this wee cafe, and it had like a PlayStation in the corner, a wee kids section that you could go sit in. Oh, that's amazing! And you could play. Um, and it was when uh, I think it was the Simpsons Hit and Run came out. Oh my god! Uh, that was so such went to the a cafe fun game. And like played, sat there, took turns with this kid who I'd never met before. Um, sitting in the corner of this this cafe playing Simpsons Hit and Run with my banana milkshake because they did the best, the best banana milkshakes in the world, mm. bar none. I've ne- I've yet to have a banana milkshake that has equaled that milkshake. Granted that that might just be my taste buds going, hmm, past banana milkshake. Nostalgia. Yeah. But I feel like I would still be like, mm, no, this is the banana milkshake. <laughs> The second time we went to Barra, I'm pretty sure it was the second time. Or was it the third? Because I know we went three times. I'm pretty sure we went three times anyway. Uh, But the time I went when I was eight or nine, it was the last time we went before we went to Stornoway to visit you guys. Mm. We took part in the fish. Um, Oh, yeah. The fish is so fun. Like, see, for kids... It's basically like during the summer they have these it's like workshops that you do mm-hmm. um, in the school. And I learned Gaelic singing. <laughs> I actually asked you the name of Gaelic singing stuff the other day. And I can't remember how you pronounce that. What is that? Oh, the Porsche Tabeel. Porsche Tabeel. That's it. Yes. Um, I could be saying that wrong. Someone's going to correct me. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm you're... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not Gaelic experts. I'm trying to learn. I'm not great. I can pretty much say, uh, hello, how are you? <laughs> and that's it. Uh, and thank you. I can say thank you. But um, so I learned like traditional Gaelic singing stuff. I uh, attempted to learn the violin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Highland dancing. Um, I made friends. And see the, like, canteen bit? They had a canteen for, like, lunch times. We would bring our own sandwiches, but it had, like, a tuck shop thing that sold sweets. That's right. And it was right. so good. It was, like, 
like you know tuck shop at my primary school was like oh you can go and buy a bit of tablet and yeah. a flintstones juice but <laughs> you know that they had like actual like mixtures dolly mixtures and 10p mixtures that you would get from an ice cream van mm-hmm. it was amazing so something i learned um relatively recently is the fasion barra was started by this group of people one of which was my granny mckinnon so oh, that's my amazing. my mum's mum that's so cool yeah which i had no i had no idea you never met your mum's mum did you no uh, i think she died when mum was like 18 really or young something like that yeah such a shame yeah, so I actually have no concept of her existence mm. or who she is or anything. It's really That's quite really sad. weird. Yeah. Um I mean your your grandpa McKinnon, um, he was a legend. Captain <laughs> McKinnon, that's what we <laughs> called him. McKinnon, Captain it, McKinnon. Captain yeah. McKinnon, because he took us out in his boat once. And I remember like we were on the boat and we saw jellyfish swimming through the ocean and Oh, it was fantastic. It was just this magical experience. It's the only time I can remember being happy on a boat. Um because I don't like boats, they make me sick. <laughs> but this was like, I don't know, it was a little boat and my brothers were there and Inyosa was there and it was just such a fabulous experience. Um, And I remember your dad as well when we went on holiday one of the times. Um, We were walking through this field and we were freaking out because it was <laughs> full, full of sheep, right? <laughs> so there was sheep poo everywhere, like everywhere. Um, and we were terrified of it. We were like, oh, oh, no, it's poo. So uh, your dad, to try and get us to stop worrying about it, just picked up a sheep poo. And was like, see, it's nothing to be feared of. And then he threw it. That's brilliant. Um, and we didn't know this because we kept walking on. But according to my mother, after we, we had left, he was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, I think my my impression of your dad needs uh, work. <laughs> oh, you'll get there eventually. I think you know. Um, but practice, uh, I think practice makes perfect. Barra is one of those places that I don't know. There is so much like nostalgic memory to it, but like every time I go, because it doesn't change, mm-hmm. it's it's like oh no, it, it is exactly as I remember it. This is it. It's, everything is where it should be and. It's the why sights I are the back. same and the smell is sort of the same. Mm. Um, I just, I'm I never got to, well, I did, but I didn't in like when you hit the age where you start forming proper memories. Yeah. Never got to go out on the boat. Oh, you didn't? No, That's so, so sad. like I got to go out when I was like a wee baby, baby. Uh huh. And like a little bit older, I think. But like after that, it was just kind of left there as it was like not um, usable anymore as I was like growing up with um, in memory. Um, yeah, but there are That's photos such a shame. of them. Uh, one of my favorite um, photos, actually, we were going through photos the other day. Slight oh. tangent, but um, one of my favorite photos is of our Papa Blaine and Grandpa McKinnon standing next to each other. Oh, that's fantastic! They both just like stand. It's a great, it's a great photo, and you're like, oh wow, it's like, like two legends, two Michaels. Oh yeah, two two Michaels. Um. Michaelian, that was his name, wasn't it? Yep. Michaelian um, McKinnon. And he was a legend. Like, it's so strange because I know, I only met him a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. But my, I have, like, vivid memories. Like, I remember what he sounded like. I remember what he looked like. 
Um, and I think that's so strange, you know, because there's people I met at the same age that never left that impression on me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but Barra was a great time. Barra was um, just... I remember feeling like you were a million miles away from anywhere. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Yes. You You've know, got like, It's kind of more, like, peaceful you feel, remoteness, yeah. you know. You feel, like, kind of free... Like free to do nothing, <laughs> or free to just go wander, or sit in the silence. Um, it's a quiet place. If you're looking for like excitement and adventure, I mean, there is adventure there. I guess we climbed a a big giant mountain thing. <laughs> oh god! Giant mountain thing. I'll need to tell you something about that in a second. But uh, carry on. We, my mum, we it was a rental place. I think it was the third time we were there. The last time I went. Uh, and the rental place we were in was like across the road from this big, big hill. And mum was like, "That, come on, come on, eh? we'll, we'll go and climb this this hill. Mum didn't realise how tall this thing was. <laughs> was it Havel? But yeah. I think it was Havel, I yeah. think. Um, and it wasn't that far from, from where we were staying. Mum was like, come on, we'll just go out and climb it. Um, me and John, who's like two years younger than me, he's the next brother down from... For me, uh, we were always very close. My family pairs off. There's six of us. So it's like the older two, me and John, and then Matthew and Thomas were the younger two. Uh, so we and John were very close growing up. Um, and it was me and him, mum and Christopher, who's one of my older brothers. Uh, and me and John got to this point and we were like, we can't go on. That's it. This place is covered in <laughs> bog. It's wet. We've been climbing for ages. So... Mum and Chris were like, right, okay, we'll go to the top and then we'll come back down and we'll get you here. That was fine. And we waited about 15, 20 minutes and then they came back down. Uh, and we're like, oh, did you get to the top? And Christopher was like, yeah, yeah, we did. And then we, we left. Years later, I found out that mum couldn't be bothered because she was also really tired. <laughs> and they just ran up until they found like somewhere to hide. And then they lied to us. <laughs> they lied to us and said they got to the top and they oh, didn't. Oh, that's brilliant. Liars. That's amazing. <laughs> I was oh. raging when I found that. I was like, see, now I have to go back and climb up. Yeah, yeah. That's like, I have to do that. Why have you told me this? I was like, I thought you'd done that for me, but nope. Oh, oh man. So, rage. I don't know if they still do it, um, but like, it was like either every year or every so often they'd do the Havel race <laughs> where people would race um up to the top um there would be like a little like stall set up at the top with like refreshments you get your refreshment and you'd run back down and you know it'd be obviously timed and uh whoever did it the quickest one yeah so me i can't remember the guy's name who did it with me but uh so we we got entered in like my mom entered me in and he did it because i was doing it <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we did it. We go... <laughs> this guy, like, we had all these, like, really old guys just zipping past us. We're, like, halfway <laughs> up this hill going, oh, man, tired. I'll sit down for a bit. I lost my phone on the mountain. Um, but we got to the top. Uh, as we got to the top, they just finished packing away the, the table. And Amazing. The, the table. Like, okay, what? And then, so we're like, oh, well, I guess we'll just go back down. <laughs> we got back down. And, like, all the stewards who are along the main road when you get back to the road, they were all gone. 
and we got back to like the town center and like basically no one was there it was like we took so long that it, it was it was just they just assumed everyone was done and like we got we got back and gave the person at the thingy our names and the next day in the in the 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 guvara which is like the 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 single a4 sheet of paper that is the newspaper um had a list of all the <laughs> participants and their times and it was me and this guy at the bottom with no time written next to it. <laughs> hey but callum callum you made it in no time we made it in no time <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, <sighs> the Havel race uh, was really hard. Um, I must have been... I was really young. Um, I was young enough so to be doing funny. the phage. So, oh God, that is young. Yeah, so that was hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. Um, it's just so funny. <laughs> it's got weed. I actually started telling people. Um, I don't know if I've actually told people the truth of that part, but... Um, I told like my family and stuff. Oh yeah, we went down the wrong side and we had to come back up and back over. Oh, <laughs> Whether or no! not anyone believed me, but um, we'll see. <laughs> oh god. Uh, something That's hilarious that we definitely, I assume definitely. Um, this is where we don't, but we we definitely probably have in common. Holiday wise. Okay is crocodile rock crocodile rock right so if you're in the west coast of scotland mainland west coast scotland you'll know what crocodile rock is 100 percent. oh yeah um, you've probably definitely been there and you've taken the same photo that everyone has every single multiple person. copies of the thing is like so we're talking obviously about millport yes we're talking about millport Everybody goes to Millport. If you're in the west of Scotland and you haven't been, you're missing out. It's a tradition. Everybody goes to Millport, rents a bicycle from the bicycle <laughs> shop, yep. and cycles round. Cycles round the Isle of Cumbria, uh, which is like a five-minute ferry journey from uh, Largs, which is just up the road from me, actually. Um, and it's weird, because I live here, and I haven't actually been that often. We'll I think I've been twice go. since I moved here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be good. Uh, the next summer when it's all safe and all good. Yeah, yeah for we'll sure. Go, we'll go to Millport. Oh, we should rent one of those... Um, right, so the last... The, the seven-seater <laughs> bicycle? Yeah, the, are you talking about the round one? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been on that. But, oh, um, I haven't been on it, but it's fascinated me ever since. And nobody... Every time I bring it up in conversation, because I do, I, I talk about this a lot, especially when you're talking about bikes, is the seven-seater round bicycle that I saw once in Millport. <laughs> oh, God. And you, you say that to people and they're like, no, I've never heard of it. And you're talking to like proper like bike geeks who should know about every bike ever, um, but they clearly don't because there's this one bicycle and it was red. It's red, yeah. And it was right, circular. Right. And so some people go up... backwards? I know it, it took up like a, basically the same width of as a of, as a car on yeah. the road, and everyone's pedaling facing each other. Mm -hmm. 
but they're all going one way. So there's someone pedaling and they're going backwards. And you're like, it's how so does this weird. work? It's so weird. Um, so I think it was when my eldest son was about 11 months old. Uh, I met my family in Millport because my family moved up to the Isle of Lewis. Um, just after I moved out. So I was an adult when that happened. I think I was about 20. Um, mm-hmm. But when my eldest was about 11 months, my my family was back on the mainland. Uh, and we're like, oh, I don't live far from Millport. Let's have a day out in Millport. And we went. We went to the Ritz Cafe, as you do. Um, had some ice cream. Uh, and then we're like, right, okay, we'll go rent bikes. I show up because I think it was my mum and again my my elder brother Christopher. Um, we show up at the bike shop, and they've rented this five seater bike that is it looks like an old fashioned car, like a shaped like a car. It's got five seats, two at the front, three at the back, and it's got five sets of pedals inside. Okay. So, and one and everybody else pedals, right? Right. My mother has a driving license. So we were like, mm-hmm. you steer. Because the steer's like on a steering wheel. It's not handlebars, it's a steering wheel. Um, And my mum was like, okay, 10 minutes into the journey of uh, all like five of us sitting on this bike pedaling, my mother steers the, the giant bike, it's the size of a car, down a one-way street the wrong way. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> you passed the driving test you know what road signs mean so it ended up with me steering <laughs> that in Stornoway as well oh my god <laughs> you got stopped by the police for going up sorry mom <laughs> sorry auntie margaret it, it had to be uh... Uh, but yeah so it ended up after we got past that <laughs> absolute nightmare because a car was coming the other way Oh, he had to reverse out to let us pass. He was furious. Um, so we got past that part and ended up with me steering the blooming bicycle round Millport. And I cannot drive. I do not have a driver's license. Like, I know how to drive a car. I just never passed my test. I've never actually sat my test. So, so yeah, and it was just ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous experience. Um, but I'd love to go to Millport. Um, Mm. Do you know, I'd actually love to go kayaking in Millport. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that far of a paddle over, to be mm. honest. Like, from, from Largs to Millport. People do a charity swim to Millport um, every year, I think, for, for cancer charity. Mm. Um, I would never swim in the Clyde. Oh, no. Ugh. I paddled in the Clyde before Ugh. a few times, but I I wouldn't swim across... You know, I, I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, you'd need to just sit in a tub of disinfectant. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for months. <laughs> but um, no, Melport's a wonderful place. Um. Yeah. Um. So for anyone who's not been, uh, essentially there is this rock that looks like the head of a crocodile. It sticks out from. Well, I say it looks like the head of a crocodile. It's st- it sticks out into the rough shape. And someone at some point in time in the distant past painted teeth and eyes on it, and it's been like that ever yeah, since. Yeah, I think I think and... um, the Ayrshire Council spend money to repaint it because the paint mm-hmm. never seems to fade. No, you look at photos. You look at the photos of like our parents mm-hmm. on it, 
And then you look at the photos of like our regeneration on it and it looks like exactly yep. the same. It, uh, there's a bunch of different painted rocks and non-painted rocks. Uh, lion rocks, the first one you see. Uh, lion rocks, the good one. You can only see it from... Yeah, is that the one at the, the road? Yeah, it's when you're the driving first one past that you see it. when you get off the ferry uh, and you're driving down the road to the town of Millport. Because the Isle of Cumbria, it's the Isle of Cumbria. Um, and when you're driving towards Millport, that's when you see Lion Rock. And it's weird because it actually does look like a lion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not painted. It's one of those things you don't notice it until you're like at the right spot mm. where you can see it. Uh, and I remember, I distinctly remember the first time going, Lion, there's no lion. There's no lion. I don't see a lion. He's like, it's there, I swear. No, 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 don't see it. And then we like hit the spot. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Looks like yeah. a lie. Um, it's great. Yeah, I, I love Millport. The thing is, Millport isn't somewhere I stayed. I think I stayed in Millport once. Exactly once uh, in, a, in a rental accommodation. Um, but it was always a day trip thing that we did. Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, we, we I think we stayed over um, when we went. Um, because, yeah, so what we did was we'd have her, we'd go to the Ritz Cafe. Yep. And then me and Neve, there was a wee joke shop. Yep, the joke shop. Yep, the right joke next shop. to the bicycle shop. Yeah, we'd go into the joke shop and then we'd look for something that we wanted. Then we'd go out, we'd rent bikes and we'd do the, the, the loop, come back. And then if we did the loop, we could um, go into the joke shop and buy the thing that we wanted. I remember actually when we did do that the, the second time, we only been twice, I think. And the second time we did the, the loop, the rain was chasing us you could see the rain clouds like maybe a mile behind us the whole way that's terrifying it's like it's coming towards us and it hit us like a couple minutes outside town and i was like (laughs) almost beat it almost but not quite i think uncle michael was with us as well that's so random yeah um because that's where i learned that he um ate the skin on an orange and he ate the orange like an apple that yep. day yep he eats oranges like apples he also eats apple cores um i eat apple cores too though so that's me nah. um he's he's a strange one he's another legend though i think like it might be a michael thing yeah i think so i think uncle michael is the sort of person i feel like my kids will tell stories about to their kids mm-hmm. um because he's such a wonderful if that makes sense and i don't mean that in any disparaging way because i love uncle michael he's fantastic um yeah but he, he there's definitely he's he's a guy who has a lot of stories <laughs> um yeah it, it it's one of those things where you you i don't know anyone else like, like him. i think of like all my other yeah, I, I think of all like all the other uncles, my my dad, um, your parents and stuff. Like, I mean, they're all great, but if there was one to the like generations to come, would probably still have some story. It'd be, about... Yeah, it'd definitely be Uncle Michael. Because his Uncle stories Michael. are the most memorable, um, and the most bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Millport's a wonderful place, and it makes me think of family more than anything else. Yeah. It almost seems like it's a tradition, like a traditional place for like family. Oh to yeah, go. and I think the other thing because our family go like all, went all the time. It feels like it stuck like thirty years ago, if that makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because you still have like the crazy golf out on the the front. 
Oh, that's right. And and the like trampolines and then the boat swings. I don't know if you've ever been on the boat swings. I don't think so. So a boat swing. And you, I'd never see them anywhere else. I've never seen them. I think maybe in Dorset once. Um, but yeah, so a boat swing's like a two-seater swing and it's shaped like a boat. And one person sits on one end and the other person sits on the other end and they're facing each other and there's ropes so one person has one rope and they pull it and the other person has the other rope and they pull it and that causes the momentum so the boat swings um and i hate them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because um christopher again christopher he comes up a lot in this um i have well i had not anymore so much i had a phobia of being pushed on swings <laughs> when i was a kid <laughs> Uh, and Christopher decided that he was going to pull this rope as hard as he could to make the swing go really high. Oh, it terrified me. Uh, if you want to know the backstory of why I was terrified of being pushed on swings... Oh, I do. Uh, you know this story. I was being the audience. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, But, yeah, it dates back to when I was about three, four, something like that. I'm pretty sure it was when John was ill, uh, because... Your dad, my uncle Jerry, he um he used to take care of us a lot and watch us a lot uh, because my parents were obviously predisposed. And I think it was the spare ground behind our flat where I lived when I was small. And Uncle Jared was taking us on an adventure as he often did when we were young. Um, I miss those adventures. Like I would love to go on an adventure with your dad again. So we found a rope swing. Someone had just tied a bit of rope and tied some knots in it uh, to the branch of a tree, uh, which is something you see quite a lot here. I don't know how common that is elsewhere. Like, I've heard of, like, tire swings and stuff in America, but random bits mm -hmm. of rope? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems a very, maybe British or very Scottish yeah. um, um, thing to have a sketchy-looking rope dangling from a tree. Yeah. And people swing on them. They just do. That's that's how it works. Um, so Uncle Jerry's like, all right, okay, I'll put you up on the swing. Uh, do, you want, do you want a shot? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I get on the swing and he pushes me. And guess what I do? <laughs> guess what I do? Oh, I, I couldn't possibly guess. I let go. And I go <laughs> flying. And ever since then... Despite the fact that, as my uncle lovingly points out every single time that the story is told, it was my fault, I still hated it. I had a bit of a thing. I didn't like going high up on swings. I didn't like people pushing me. I didn't like any of that. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, like, Christopher, he was very aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he is my, he is my elder sibling. Uh, so the tradition is, like, you wind, that, you wind your little sister up, you do that. So I was screaming. Screaming and screaming and screaming on this boat swing. Uh, and I think my mum was just like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of adventures with my dad, your Uncle Gerard. Uh -huh. um, and actually, it, it's one of these things where when I, was, when I was younger, I used to get this and Millport mixed up, is um, we went to Tobermory. Oh, Tobermory. I've never ever been. That's on the Isle of Mull. It is on Mull, yeah. I think I think what it was the thing that confused me is because Mull and Millport both start with M's. I think <laughs> that's, so that's what it is. 
Um, it was so weird. But yeah, so we, we went to Tobomori. I couldn't tell you very much about what we did there. I can't remember. The only thing I remember from that holiday is me and dad were staying in a like B&B type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, we were out doing whatever and we we're on the beach and we came back in and we got into the house and the woman was standing in the hallway as if she was waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Which is the weird thing. It was as if she was waiting for us, it's arms a bit crossed, weird. looking at us going... Uh, she just basically told us off for coming into her house with sandy shoes. <laughs> well. But, uh, we were sitting there going... And she she really did. She she gave us into trouble. I can't remember what she said. But you're, you're standing there. I was just like a wee boy. I must have been like eight or something. Getting told off by this angry woman who seemed to just be there, like waiting for us to come as if she was watching us on the beach. And oh, I'm going to get him this time. It was so weird. That is really strange. It's such a bizarre experience. <laughs> um, Dad would probably be able to tell you what actually happened, like better. But um, yeah, yeah, I'll ask him next time I see him. Definitely, definitely. Mm. Okay, so what about when you were a teenager? Did you go on any family holidays when you were a bit older? Yeah, when we were a bit older. Um, I think the first like big like holiday like family holiday that wasn't you know Johnston Barra like you know like the and random places uh, we went to Portugal ooh which was nice it was very hot do you know what it was it was there was some event and the entire family was supposed to meet up in Portugal okay I like all the Ennises. oh it might have been I think one of the Ketsi has got married in Portugal. That might have been what it was. Uh, but um, my family couldn't afford to go to Portugal because there were yeah. too many of us. <laughs> Which is fair. Uh, when you've got 4,000 children, tickets exactly. are expensive. Exactly. Um, but something happened. I can't remember what it was. Something happened. Something went wrong. And we were booked on the wrong flight for the week after. So we arrived. No! When everyone, when everyone was left. Leaving. So we managed to see people in the airport as we arrived before they left. Oh, that's in the so air. So we sad. saw everyone in the airport. So we just had a holiday in Portugal. And again, I don't remember too much about it um, other than dad rented a car in Portugal. And obviously everything's on the opposite side of the road. Oh, God. And I didn't know that. The driving is just weird and wacky, and um, like the drivers are insane. <laughs> um, or it, it, I guess, just driving in a foreign country in general is just a bit weird. Oh yeah, for sure. And we were driving, uh, out of, um, a a town or something, and we had a tire blowout. No, no. Just on no. the middle of the road. So we had to stop and trying to change this tire in the like the middle of Portugal <laughs> in the heat in like oh, late no. summertime. Dad was losing his mind. No he was going wonder. Absolutely ape. And yeah, and obviously that doesn't make things easier when you're trying to change a tire. No, that's just but stress. It's and it was like stress upon stress upon stress and like from then on, he's vowed I am never hiring a car in a foreign place ever again. And that I'm going sense. to take that bit of advice. Do it. Just take and, that yeah. advice and run with it. Yeah. Um, 
Although I know people who have um, went to like Florida and stuff and rented cars. Because I think the whole thing, the whole dream of the horror floor, the bleh, bleh, Claire can talk. I can. It's not the pina colada. <laughs> I swear. Uh, no. So um, it's the whole Florida thing. Like I've never been, but I know tons of people who are like, oh, you just rent a villa and hire a car. You know, then, you you know, it's not like a, a hotel where, you know, you're expected to behave a certain way. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I've never been. I don't know. I'm, I feel like places like Florida as well, I think they're notorious for, like, really slow traffic. Mm. Like, you're just stuck in, like, the rush I hour traffic for like hours. I know California's like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, um, I've never been to Florida. Um, Me neither. I've never been abroad, actually. I've never been on a foreign holiday. No, nope, not? not once. Um, I, I don't know. Obviously, like, growing up, as I said, you have six kids, you make sacrifices, and one of those is mm. foreign holidays are incredibly expensive. Yeah. So, we just never got. Um, <laughs> it was just something that everyone in, in school would talk about, and I, I would enviously listen and go, oh, I wish I could go here, I wish I could go there. And even, even as an adult, I've never been abroad. Um, I have a passport. <laughs> Um, I need to renew my passport. I don't. I am um, and I, I, not to get political, but I, I think it's kind of sad that you know Brexit's happening and going to Europe's going to mm-hmm. be a lot more difficult soon. Because you know I had plans. Yeah. Uh, I, I have both my kids now, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe in a couple of years I'll get to go here or there in Europe, maybe visit Italy or you know that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, now there's just like a few extra steps like it probably won't be that difficult but it will be that bit it'll more, be more difficult annoying and, and more expensive more as stress well. and things to think about oh yes way more expensive um, so to the point where i think maybe i'd be more you know better spending money going further afield to other places that i'd like to see um mm-hmm. but yeah if you're having to spend the money on on like the extra stuff anyway like, I think the appealing thing about Europe is it's, you know... It's cheap and it's easy to, to get to. You can, you can drive to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, if um, you need to. You know. Obviously, things... We have no idea how things are going to go. So, I might get going to one of these places that I've always wanted to see. Like, I always mm-hmm. wanted to go to Verona. Because I am a big oh, okay. theatre nerd. Um, yes, you are. And, you know, in a fair Verona where we lay our scene. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see Italy, you know. I, um and Germany Germany's another one that I'd love mm. to go see. Um Germany's very appealing. But yeah, I've never never been abroad. Um if I remember right, did you guys go to Cyprus? We went to Greece. Greece, not Cyprus. Um uh, I think uh, I think it was Corfu. Corfu. Corfu we went to. Um that was I think that is probably like my first and probably last like all-inclusive holiday that i'll ever oh because it's one of those ones where you get like you pay for the flight and the accommodations included under the, the yeah yeah the company and that it's does all the inclusive and so you get all your meals paid and all your drinks yeah. paid and yeah yeah it's great Which, for, um, great for the adults like oh yeah yeah definitely and it's like for for the for the price it's pretty good but you don't get it feels touristy yeah it's like a package Everything, like holiday yeah, you go and um, you stay in a hotel, and they have the all of the stuff for the kids, like the kiddie clubs and the excursions if you want them. And mm-hmm. it's actually like that's never appealed to me, um, ever. <laughs> I like 
I get why people want to do that. As I said, it's great for adults. Like you go all inclusive, you get all your meals, all your drinks. They'll tell you where you can go and see an interesting thing and you go there. Uh, and you don't need to think about anything. Uh, you could sit by the pool reading a book all day in the heat if you wanted yeah, to. That's basically what, what we did is I spent most of my time in the pool in the place. And um, although actually, do you know the best part and the thing that stands out to me to this day of that holiday is when we just like, we walked out of the like um, hotel bit and we just walked. Mm. And we just walked away and just went somewhere. And then we ended up at this sort of, uh, it was like, it was getting dark anyway. And we ended up at this like outdoor concert type thing. It was like a variety concert thing. Okay. Just like, and there was this, just this field with like tables and chairs just set out like, like a ma- massive capacity anyway. Or it felt massive because I was probably quite young. And there was just this like stage and there was just people singing and it was like proper like well what i imagine traditional greek like songs and people like speaking greek and i assume telling jokes in greek but I didn't understand See, it. we went there we sat there we had like well i had coke and stuff and you know we we had like a sandwich or whatever and sat and watched this concert that we didn't understand and it was great yeah no see for me that's what you want when you go on holiday that's what i want for, for me holiday. like i think if i go to a foreign place that i've never been to before i want to know the culture like i want to experience that i want to see how people who live in that country live and and what mm-hmm. you know their food is like and um because i think it's one of the true joys of being a human being is, you know, I love Scotland. I love living in Scotland. I like a lot of things about Scottish culture. Um, but every country has its own unique thing, you know? Uh, it, it, the way that they speak to each other, the way that they eat, <laughs> the food that they eat, the music that they listen to, their traditions. Um, and I think that's really wonderful that, you know, there's so much difference and um, also so much the same. Um, across mm-hmm. language yeah. barriers and, and growing up differently in different environments. Um, you know, and I think that's the true shame of touristiness, I guess. And as I said, I think it's fine if you want to just go and do your package stuff and relax and all of that. That's great, you know. Um, I won't knock it. It's just not for me at all. My issue is everything you can do in a package holiday in Greece or in Spain... Or, uh, or in the states or whatever you can do in Edinburgh or London or. It's I mean, just there's the no hot sunshine in, in Edinburgh. Apart from the hot sunshine, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> a lot of people I'll just want to roast in the hot sunshine next to the pool, and that's fine. You know, if that's what you want to do, go for it. It's just not really my idea of fun. Mm. And the thing is, I am really lazy at home. I do my housework, I go to my work, I look after my kids. But as soon as the kids are in bed, I'm like, right, feet up, (laughs) you know? I get plenty of time to just sit around and loaf. I also don't like the heat too much. Um, Do you not? Oh. I love the heat. I think I get used to it. The thing is, is I'm very happy, a happy medium. I don't cope well in the cold. You know this, I have... I uh, I can't do cold. I have Raynaud's, so I have terrible circulation. Um, If I'm out in the cold for any length of time... Like, see if it snows and I don't go out without a hat and gloves and I'm just wearing, like, a normal jacket. My hands go white and there's no blood in them and I can't feel them. Uh, sometimes it happens to my ears and the tip of my nose. 
but that's only happened once or twice though because uh, i'm very good at wrapping up but so i can't do the cold the cold is incredibly uncomfortable when the blood comes back into my hands they are agony mm-hmm. it's like they go all hot and red and swollen and it's just horrible and i hate it um so you'd think i'd love the heat but if i get too hot i swell up <laughs> <laughs> like my feet and hands just get really swollen so I don't like the heat. I think I'd get used to it. I think I could get used to it if I was in it for a couple of days. I think after a few oh, yeah, days, yeah. you know, you just get used to it. But I'd find it really uncomfortable at first. And it doesn't appeal to me immediately. I like, like, 20 degrees. <laughs> That's, like, I'm happy when it's 20. Um, one time, actually, uh, on a holiday that I have not mentioned yet, um, we were in Stornoway and... I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before. You can stop me if I have. Okay. But we were going back home um, and we drove to Harris and we were going to get the ferry from Tarbert to Skye. Um, but that day it was a freak heat wave. It was like 30 degrees, 30, 32. Okay. I don't think you did tell us on the podcast. Oh. We did then. Oh, oh, oh well. <laughs> Too bad. You're hearing it again. Um, and it was boiling. Like it was the worst. Um... And it was the hottest I remember ever being. I think it's been hotter. I think we had a freak heat wave last year, the year before, where it was about 34, um, which is ridiculous for Scotland. Um, oh, that's insane, yeah. That's what I'd expect on holiday. I'd be happy with yeah, that yeah, on yeah. holiday. Um, Once you start pushing 40, that's when I'm like, no. Switch it off. Um, But yeah, so this random freak heat wave in Harris. Um, and we went into one of the shops and got ice cream. And we're all standing with our ice creams. And uh, my youngest brother, it was so hot that his ice cream, he'd taken ages to eat it anyway. So his ice cream melted and the top of it fell off his ice cream cone. Uh, and he just burst into tears. He was only a little oh. baby as well. He was like two, you know, just a wee, oh. a wee little tiny Thomas. Um, And I just remember like he had a carton of Kiora and I was raging because I wanted a drink. And mum was like... <laughs> <laughs> he's a baby clear <laughs> he can't regulate his temperature as well as you but it was so uncomfortably hot because we were sitting in the car waiting for the ferry oh, it was horrendous it was the worst um but yeah it's the hottest i remember being ever and i hated it but i think as i said if you're in a place that is just that hot mm-hmm. you acclimatize you know it's not oh, like yeah, a definitely. freak one day heat wave thing yeah it's like when you go to somewhere with like a high altitude um you know you you're uncomfortable and you're short of breath for the first wee while but mm. you know you, you acclimatize to it i say that as if i've been to a place that is if i've not um <laughs> i have not gone to like machu picchu or anywhere i would love to oh you um, definitely I should I, I think you should um i like I, I had a friend who went to machu picchu and um they went and got coffee beans and they sent like little little gift bags of coffee Aww. from machu picchu to that's so to sweet and i was like oh um, so lovely. Um, so, it was great. It was really good coffee, by the way. I bet. I bet. Um, Achapichu do good coffee. I So when I was older, when I was a teenager, uh, my mum went to uni when I was in primary school and she graduated when I was in high school. Uh, and she started her own business for a little while. She doesn't do that anymore. She works for the NHS these days. But um, So this was when they still lived on the mainland and she set up her own business. She did a few contract work with like other people every so often like locum work and stuff Mm -hmm. um and she 
we finally had a period of time where, you know, we weren't really struggling as much as we had been um, and we could go on holidays. Uh, but we never really went abroad because we didn't have passports because passports were expensive. And prior to that, you know, it's all organization as well. Sex forms, filling out sex passport forms and getting everyone a passport at once would just be just such an undertaking. Oh, yes. That's just fast. And as I said, my mum... And then, mom, you know, eight, eight plane tickets is still a lot. Yeah. Um. So we never went abroad. What we did was we went down south. Um. So we'd done, like, the islands... By the islands, I mean Barra and Lewis and Harris. <laughs> um, yeah, the islands. We went, that's all of them. That's all, all of the, the islands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Uist. Um Sorry. But we um we did a couple where we went to like Aviemore, stayed in Aviemore for a week. That was a lot of mm-hmm. fun. We went to like Landmark. There's a weird Scottish oh, theme park. Landmark is so much love fun. Love Landmark. That's where we went for our P7 trips. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I love Landmark. They have this big fire tower that like rises above the trees and it sways in the wind and it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, we climbed to the top of it. Horrifying. Um, they also have these weird water slide things. It's fun. Uh, but so we did like, and we went to this place called Campbelltown. Uh, not really a holiday destination. Don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> but the reason we went there is because my mum went when she was little. Um, and they stayed in, it was like a, a button bend that uh, I think someone on Papa's side of the family maybe owned. Okay. Um, And it didn't have an indoor toilet and it didn't have like running water inside or anything. Um, And we went to see it. It was like completely dilapidated when we went because no one had stayed in it for decades. It kind of just been left to ruin. Um, But we went to see it um, and mum talked about staying in it and... Uh, apparently our grandpa he uh there was like a stream running by and he rerouted the stream to come past the button bin so that they would have access to fresh drinkable water oh wow yeah um so that was fascinating um but campbelltown's not really a place that you go on holiday i met a guy from campbelltown and when i told him i'd been there on holiday he was like why (laughs) 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 that was so funny um um but after that as i said when we had a bit more more money and uh we could go further afield we went to dorset which is like at the bottom of england um Mm. and it was such a long drive that my my parents took it in turns and we did it over two days so we would leave and then we'd stay at travel lodge halfway and then we'd do the rest of the journey and i only went on one of those holidays to dorset because i was a theater kid and i didn't want to go on holiday to dorset i wanted to stay at home and do fests at peace uh so i think it was the first time i didn't go the first time uh, because the fests that i wanted to do happened at the same time as the holiday so i negotiated that i would stay with my gran (laughs) so i stayed with gran and papa for like two weeks during the summer while my family went on holiday so that i could be in a show um because theater i loved it it was great um and i don't regret it to this day i do not regret it um <laughs> especially since now like i was doing uh, evita that was one of the shows that i did uh during the summer 
And uh, one of the best memories that came from that was uh, Grandpa walking in. And he'd been in the pub uh, and it was late at night. Uh, and I was looking at a picture of Eva Perone because I was drawing. Because I also like to doodle every now and then. And I was mm-hmm. drawing a picture of Eva Perone. Um, and he walked up behind me. And I didn't know he was there. And he's deaf, right? So he's really loud. Because <laughs> yep. he can't hear himself. And he just goes, don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> oh my god it's like i know it's such a stupid simple thing but it made me laugh so hard and now whenever i watch evita or hear that song i cannot help but laugh Um, oh that's brilliant and it's such a precious memory (laughs) oh i love him love him so much um but yeah so dorset that's fantastic dorset was great um, there's so much to do down there. Dorset and Poole and Bournemouth. That's where we went. Uh, and yeah, the weather's great down there. You have rolling countryside. Um, and we did tons, you know. Uh, mm. One random memory. One of the one of the I think it was the only self catering I stayed in because, as I said, I didn't go the other time. We stayed in a self catering and it was like a farmhouse on a on a working farm. Oh, nice. Um. So you had to go through. It was like kind of not on the farm. It was like at the edge of a farm. But we were right next to this field of cows. And any time we walked past, they thought we were going to feed them. So they would come sprinting up these like like galloping cows barreling towards us from the other side of the field like, oh, food. (laughs) And then we had nothing to give them. And they just oh, kind of no. slowly wander off in disappointment. And I loved it. I loved it. Um, there's also <laughs> a field with horses. Tons. I've never seen so many horses in one place at a time, like ever before. Some of them had foals as well. Um, oh. And it was just... Like, Dorset is idyllic. It's just so beautiful. Um, is it like one of those places if someone says, like the country in england like that's what you yeah yeah the rolling like, hills because the, the thing here, you picture we don't have rolling hills we don't have those no. gentle sloping roll we have angry mountain hills yes it's rugged up here right it's beautiful it's beautiful in a different oh, way yeah um i wouldn't want to live down south personally um but england is beautiful you know, there are some really stunning places in England. And Dorset's one of them. You know, it's just yeah. it's just lovely. Um Yeah, because I... we went to Hartford <clears throat> and that was that seems like it was quite similar. We stayed on a, a farmhouse. It was not a working farm. Um it was like a converted farm. Um but yeah, I, as as you say, it was like this gorgeous rolling hills and like actually quite well quite flat. It wasn't really hills, it was more like mounds of of grass um <laughs> but it was so like it was just that different green it was just so green compared to our sort of um how to describe heathery greeny purple yeah color. yeah uh, um, especially up where you are like yeah um here's very not um grassy green there's it's no very... flat <laughs> there is no flat. i mean there is flat but the flat is not green. The flat is brown and filled with peat. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's flat where you are and then you hit harris and there's no flat in harris <laughs> harris is just rocks just rocks it's it's um actually uh for those who don't know that um intro part of 2001 space odyssey where it's like supposed to be the surface of mars or whatever yeah that's harris that's harris um as in it's it's not that's not what harris looks like it's actually shot on, on harris. harris that is yeah, harris yeah, yeah. you're seeing which is really cool um another thing that i will say about the landscape of harris is that my partner bought um death stranding and started playing it the landscape at the start of death stranding looks exactly like harris so if you've played that game if you've played that game that's what harris looks like and you should go because it's absolutely stunning um if you're going to do a larp based on that yeah, you should go to Harris. Go to Harris. <laughs> um, don't accidentally drive the uh, gold road, though. We did not intend to drive the gold roads. <laughs> it's fine if you know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you're expecting it to be road road. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but like in my adult life, I've been to London a few times. Uh, for oh, we like went long to weekends, London me, me, and you went to London yeah. to see Hamilton. Yeah. I went with your sister to see Hamilton in London. <laughs> London's fun. There's lots to do in London, but it's not a place I could stay for like a week. No, it's definitely it's great for like a long weekend. Um, yeah, it's great for a long weekend. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was the end of that sentence. Um, or it's <laughs> if I was gonna do a week, I'd live. I'd, I'd live. I'd um, stay outside London mm. and then do like a day trip. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and do the legendary medieval banquet. Oh God, the the, the medieval oh. banquet we cannot recommend high enough. It's fifty quid, which sounds like a lot for a ticket into a medieval banquet. Fifty quid, mm-hmm. you can spend ten quid to buy a uh, rent an outfit, uh, which we did. We did that. Um, you could also come dressed up already, uh, but we didn't do that. Um, but it's 50 quid your drinks are included unless you want to buy something else uh but they have i don't know why you would though they have jugs of ale and jugs of wine on the table and i will just say that both of those are perfectly inoffensive if you just want a drink yeah they're nice enough it wouldn't say it's the best wine or the best ale that i have ever had but it's perfectly drinkable we're fine um as as you continuously say about it, it was very inoffensive and just hmm was fine and it was <laughs> unlimited unlimited drink <clears throat> and a five course meal so you get unlimited drink five course meal entertainment and a wee disco after it yeah um it was for great. 50 quid 60 if you want to dress up like you're medieval um and the actors in it are excellent they have superb contortionists um, sword fighters some guy dressed as henry the eighth who looks exactly like henry the eighth i'm half convinced they just like took his dna and made like a, a clone. physical clone of henry the yeah. and then implanted like a personality into him and they were all singing and and there's dancing there's this juggler Oh, it was great. That flautist was amazing. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, so good. she was so good. Um, It's just a barrel of laughs as well. Like, we got so drunk. I bruised my wrists <laughs> from banging the table because you don't clap at the medieval banquet. You're not allowed to clap. You bang the table. And my wrist just swole right up. It was just black and blue. And the funny 
funniest thing about it was we had bought tickets to this thing. We'd seen it advertising. We're like, yeah, let's do that. That'll be funny. Um, and on the day, we'd been wandering around London all day. All day. We we got in pretty early as well. Um, um, yeah, so we'd just been wandering around, doing different things, seeing the sights, you know, the usual stuff that you do in London. We mostly walked. <laughs> we walked most of London. It face. was great. I actually loved it, every second of um, it. Um, but so we did all that. We went to the medieval banquet. But before we went, we were in this Costa Coffee, not that far away. Like, we're shattered. Do we really want to do this? Like, can we not just go home? It's a waste of fifty quid. So tempting to just like go home go, and sleep. Go to bed. <laughs> um, and then ultimately, we decided no, we shouldn't waste the fifty quid. We can go if we don't enjoy it. We can just leave and go home and sleep. We stayed until the disco started because I think we might have stayed longer if the first song that came on hadn't been Cotton Eye Joe. I think so too. Um, also, like I think if if we weren't so tired as well, I reckon we'd probably have stayed through it anyway. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. It was it was good. It was so good. Mm, I'd go back in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'd go back. You did but go I back. I took my dad after. Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad took my mum after. <laughs> oh, um, it's fantastic. Highly recommended. And yeah. If, if uh, I, I really hope that after all this is over that it's still going, still... Oh, yeah, for sure. ...out there because that was, first of all, the best value for money thing I have ever done. It's the best value for money in London definitely everything like, in london costs no a fortune comparison. there are no free drinks in london like <laughs> go to the medieval banquet even if it's just for the drink mm-hmm. um but yeah the food's fine the drink's fine the food was fine yeah um and it's a good laugh worth every penny in that my book great. um you know i would i would have paid double but yeah for that every other holiday i've been on as an adult that hasn't been london has been lewis <laughs> because <laughs> my mum lives there um and obviously like i want my grandkids to know their grandma like so we go up she comes down obviously not this year this year i have not seen my mother once actually mm-hmm. that's not true um right before lockdown hit i had my last pregnancy scan um and All my right. mum just so happened to be down for a hospital appointment so she and Stuart got to come in and see uh, my last ultrasound when it happened. Um, and like two weeks later, lockdown hit. So I'm grateful for that at least. But yeah, I I can barely see anyone this year. I, haven't, I don't think I've seen you this year. Um, uh, no, not at all. And normally, like I see uh, a lot of you when I go up. You know, I see a lot of you when you come down. Yeah. I'm normally down about four times a year-ish, three mm-hmm. or four. And I maybe go up once or twice. But um, we've had some funny times when I've been on holiday up there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, right. We have to we have to talk about it. so. Oh no! It was it was the day before you had to go home. Oh no! And um, Claire was adamant. She was adamant that she was going to see a sunset on the beach. Yep. So and like I this... I entrusted my mother to take me to a beach <laughs> to see a sunset. That was the only requirement of this beach. So, um, your mum, uh, my auntie Margaret, 
drives us to Trivor Beach. Now, Trivor Beach does not face in the same direction as the sunset. No, in fact, it's on the wrong side of the island. It's on the wrong side of the island. So there's actually all this, like, all these, like, almost hills that are in the way. So by the time you get to Trivor Beach, first of all, the sunset's kind of happened behind a hill. <laughs> and you're just left with like the the fleeting moments of daylight on the beach. So we took a bottle of wine, bottle of wine, two metal camping cups. Oh lord! And just got hammered. We just got on hammered this on beach. this beach. Uh, we wrote the name Jerome in the sand, <laughs> and we started talking in really bad Irish accents. Because <laughs> I'm not good at an Irish accent. I'm rubbish at an Irish so, accent. So me and Callum sitting on this beach getting completely wrecked on a bottle of wine. Um, there's photos as well. I have that sequence of you falling over. Um, writing Jerome, I think you'd named some like dinosaur toy that you put in water and oh, inflates. That's right. It was called Jerome and we were like, yes, Jerome. And we wrote Jerome in the sand. And then we proceeded <laughs> to tell a story to each other that we were making up as we went called <laughs> the gas demon of Trivor Beach. <laughs> Day 43. On Trivor Beach. <laughs> oh my god. It was... The gas demon has taken over. There's it no escape. <laughs> we're going to die here. <laughs> no one else is left. See, I cannot do was, an Irish accent. Yeah, no. I can't. But yeah, it's so we worst. essentially did this, like, found footage, <laughs> like, <laughs> found footage story without filming anything. <laughs> Just to each other. That's it. Getting absolutely wasted on this beach <laughs> where you had a ferry the next day. I took it up at five. Five o'clock <laughs> to catch the ferry in the morning. Oh, and then I beat, I was stayed over at Callum's because Callum lives around the corner from the ferry terminal. And I was like, all right, I'm drunk. So it's probably easier if I am five minutes away from the ferry so that if I mm-hmm. wake up a bit too late, I can just sprint. Oh my God, it was <clears> the worst. <throat> it was the worst day of my entire life. I am... Um, we walk, well, I walked you to the ferry... Yeah, and brought a bike. at that time that time i couldn't drive i drive so i ha- i was borrowing my sister's bike that she used when she was i think maybe 11 <laughs> so this tiny Amazing. purple bike i walked into it and then i cycled back on this bike Abs- i was still blutered so was i um, so was i um so i was catching this ferry two and a half hours on the ferry to Olapool, and um you remember how I said before that I get sick on boats? Well, I was hungover and sick. Not just that, but the day before, my mum's partner, uh, his sister had been up uh, visiting and she was getting the same ferry as me. And he he found us out and he was like, oh, here here's her number. You just text her, give her a phone uh, and she'll give you a lift to Sterling. And that way you don't need to, because the, the journey is a nightmare. You, um get in the boat two and a half hours, then you get a one-hour bus from Ullapool to Inverness, and mm-hmm. then I get a train from Inverness to Glasgow, and then I get a train from Glasgow to Inverkip. All in all, that's a 12-hour journey. 
Um, you have to write off a day to do it overland. It's just how I do it. Or yeah, to do it. it's 12 hours yeah. um, if you're doing it public transport. So, honestly, that lift saved my life. But the worst part was I'd never met her before. Or I had very briefly, like, two days prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and she saw me on the ferry, which was embarrassing in itself because I went to the observation lounge where there's these couches, put my head on my bag as a pillow and just went to sleep um, because I kept waking up to be sick. I <laughs> 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 had to go back. Uh, but I'm on this ferry, curled up, fetal position, like shivering, totally wrecked. I had to buy like some kind of sandwich as well because I had to eat. Um... And I get approached by my mum's partner's sister. And she's like, oh, hi, Claire. <laughs> like... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, and so then she's like, okay, I'm going to give you a lift to Sterling. I slept the entire time that I was in her car and I felt dreadful. I was like, this woman, this wonderful, kind woman has offered me a lift. And I can't even talk while I'm in her car. <laughs> I fell asleep oh. in the passenger seat. Pretty much, I went to Inverness Tesco um, and picked up, like, snacks, which I didn't eat because I slept. Um, and then then we just drove to Stirling and I got on the train at Stirling and went home. Um, but, oh, my God. I sent I sent her a thank you card. Like, I went out and bought a thank you card and sent it to her because I, I was, A, so grateful that I didn't have to do most of that journey mm-hmm. um, on the train, on public transport, on that awful bus from Ullapool to, to Inverness. It's awful. It's the worst I bus. I hate buses. I hate buses. And, okay, right, little rant. <laughs> Go for it. I can just about deal with the hour bus, but the fact is the connecting trains from Inverness to Glasgow or Inverness to anywhere is you the bus gets in 10 minutes after the train departs so you have to spend at least an hour and a half in Inverness doing nothing nothing. there's nothing to do in Inverness why is it a city you can't like and you're like okay well maybe I'll just get on I'll get like a taxi to the cinema and I'll get you can't do that because you don't have enough time Nope. Or if you do have enough time, it's such a tight window. You're like, oh, I can't do that. Or like, oh, maybe I'll go out a bit and go to like the climbing gym or something because they've got a nice bouldering wall there. But you know, if you're not near the train station, you will be late and you'll miss the train. And then you'll be stuck in Inverness. And there's nothing worse. There's nothing to do in Inverness. I guarantee, I guarantee that every person who lives in Inverness only lives there because they missed the train. Yep. That's why it became a city. So many people missed the train. Population got huge. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, but yeah, I think that was the first time I went up to Stornoway by myself. Um, I've, I've flown up by myself now. I wouldn't really travel any other way except by like my own car. Um. Mm. Like, getting a lift is fine. Flying is so convenient. 40 minutes, 45 minutes, you're in Glasgow. You know, it's it's just the best. The only problem is, it costs an absolute fortune. Yeah. Um, because what, what my family was doing, so me and my eldest and my partner, uh, we would get the plane up 
We'd stay for a week. We'd rent a car while we were up there and rent accommodation. But we could have gone on two different holidays to Europe for the price that that was all in. It was worth it. Yeah. I had a fantastic time. Um, The scenery is great. There's so much to do and see. Um, Especially if you've got a car. Like, it's one of those things if you are visiting the islands. You need a car. You don't have a car. You should hire a car. Just get a car. Because you can't do barely anything in in Lewis and Harris without a car. You need to be able to drive out to the little remote locations. Like, randomly one day, um, we went to, is it Scalpy? And we went to see the lighthouse on Scalpy. But we weren't planning to do that. We were just driving and we're like, oh, there's Scalpy. Let's, like, because I had never been across the bridge to Scalpy. Um, And that's one of those things that's a bit of a big deal, like... Oh, they built a bridge, you know? Um, yeah. It looks... Right, the bridge looks like this sort of, like, space-age um, ship landed in between, like, the wee island of oh, Scalpy yeah, yeah. and Scalpy's Harris. Oh, yeah, like, Scalpy, like, is it worth the, like... the Well, the money and the, the like, the technology that went into this bridge? The weirdest thing for me about that bridge is that so most of the roads in Lewis and Harris are single track uh, with passing mm-hmm. places. The main, main roads in Lewis aren't. But if you're driving around Harris, a lot of the roads are single track passing places. Same in Lewis, you know. Um, for some reason, this bridge, they could have built like two carriageways on it. They didn't. They built a bridge that's single track with yep. passing places. With passing places. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? Uh, but the the one thing, so we drove to Scalpy. We're like, we never been. I've never been there. I'd never been there before. Um, it's just this little rock, really, <laughs> with the uh, houses on it, bigger than that, um, a little. Um, and we're driving around, uh, and my son is sick everywhere, and we park the car, and I'm getting like the baby wipes and the the kitchen roll, and I don't have enough, and I'm like, this is terrible. This is the worst. You're covered in sick. And this guy comes running out his house with like uh, anti antibacterial wipes and kitchen roll and a wee bottle of like spray water um, to clean him up. Uh, and it was just the nicest thing. He's like, he just saw this boy covered in vomit, <laughs> like, and he's like, I must help. Um, and he was lovely. Um, mm-hmm. So we got we got my eldest son all cleaned up. Um, and then this guy's like, oh, are you going to go walk to the lighthouse? And we're like, no, we we're just kind of driving around. Like, we've never been here before. And he's like, oh, you should definitely go. Like, if you go here, here, and give us directions uh, and park up, there's like a, a great walk to the lighthouse. So that's what we did. And it was amazing. The views. You're like, on it's this a great walk. tiny rock out in the middle of the sea. Um... And the scenery is just insane, like mind blowing. Um, it's like something you would see in a film, except it's real. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. so mad. Um, and everywhere we looked, we were just like, "Look at that!" and "Look over there!" And it's quite a long walk, especially like for it's, for my kids. It's kid. a decent walk, yeah. Um, for sure. But it was worth it, and I am so glad that we did that. Uh, but that's what it's like when you have a car on the islands. You can mm-hmm. 
just go off on an adventure you'll find something you never thought that you'd see um and there's so much if you're into like natural beauty and, and nature and all that it's yeah oh it's if, crazy if you're up for like plodding around and like the exploring aspect of things you'd like and yes, getting it's, it's a like really soaked cool and cold oh yes because <laughs> that's that's just a given when you're up there it's always always cold and windy and wet mm-hmm. except when it's not you see all these and then photos. there's midges <laughs> oh god the midges oh the oh worst. they're bad um actually that's another story from a holiday i had up to sornoway it was um like i was about nine nine or ten we're in the car and we got up at like 3 a.m 3 4 a.m uh to be up for i think it was the afternoon ferry we were trying to catch um and we stopped because we were all hungry and we had these Mm -hmm. ham sandwiches somebody rolled down the window pitch black outside and when they rolled the window up the midges had got in the car oh no and they were in our sandwiches and we couldn't eat our ham sandwiches because they were filled with midges oh no it was the worst um i hate midges i hate them too One last thing that I want to talk about, um, which um, I, I assume that you've been, is up the Brandy Burn. Oh, yes, of course. It's because not really it's a holiday, law. but I guess Well, it's, it's a, a holiday for holiday. me. Yeah. It was a summer holiday for me. Um, now, my... I don't know if I remember this because it was um, probably the last time I was out with Papa, or if I remember it because Dad filmed everything. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a combination of the both. Yeah. But um, it was me, uh, Andrew, Robert, Ewan, Neve, Uncle Michael, Uncle Harold, um, uh, Papa, my dad. Um, I, c- I can't remember if anyone else is there. I'm not sure. Um, but we, we walked up the Brandy Burn. And it was one of those days, you get them very frequently in Scotland, especially at, like, the later part of the year. Yep. Where it's, you get the four-season day. Mm, yep. All four seasons in one day. So we left the house, and it was glorious, blistering sunshine. Yep. And I'm glad Dad forced me to take a jacket, because I needed it. But I was like, I don't need a jacket, Dad. I'm like, no, you're taking your jacket. And we go up and we we start walking um, and then it starts snowing. I was sitting there going, what happened to the lovely day? It's snowing. Uh." And, you know, we walk up a bit. um, Andrew walks around with a stick for a while. That's something everybody does at some point in their life. Like, you know, you've had a good childhood when you understand the value of a good good stick. stick, Yeah. and so yeah, so we, we walk up the brand new bar and we 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 get up to that little part where you build your weed den, uh huh, and light the fire and everything, uh, and we're all playing like hide and seek. Um, I'm wearing, right, so we're in, you know we're in the woods. I'm wearing this bright bright red in your face jacket. <laughs> Amazing. <trying> to hide, <laughs> playing hide and seek, and um, if you watch the video, you see like dad like panning round so I need maybe to see, see this I need to we'll see this I'll get a copy to you because it's really good um, uh, and it's, you know pans across you can see like some movement of like maybe um, Andrew running away or something 
this big right bright red blob in the distance and then you know maybe some movement from another <laughs> kid <laughs> well we know where Callum is so that's okay but my fondest memory of that is our Uncle Harold and another he's, you know, legend let's be another real. legend uh, and he's trying to light a fire with some string uh, a stick and some like a bit of wood and he's you know Sounds doing the whole like Uncle Harold <laughs> I love him. And the best thing is you see it like you see it on the video, Dad's looking at he's like, Oh Ramiers! Oh making survival fire. He's lighting a fire. <laughs> and then he pans up to this roaring fire that was already there. It's like But we've already got one. <laughs> oh, I need to see this. I need oh, to see it. It's so oh, good. My memories um, of the brandy burn. Um obviously when I was really little, your dad took us up on one of those uh -huh. adventures that we had when I was a really small kid. Um, but I don't remember too much of that. I remember one particular trip uh, and trying to climb up some rocks somewhere along the way. I don't know. I was very, very small. Mm -hmm. um, but later on, when I was like 12, 13, uh, Uncle Harold used to take us camping at the Brandy Burn. All right. And we'd go to the supermarket, we'd buy tons of stuff like pot noodles and bacon and we'd bring a bunch of stuff that we wanted to bring. Um, and we'd all sleep in tents and I always shared a tent with Elena. And it was fantastic. It was brilliant. Um, you'd spend your days like just running around with sticks or, or just yeah. talking about stuff or playing rounders. We played rounders at the Brandy Burn. Oh, that'd be so good. And I've only been once, I think. What, really? Maybe I twice. so many times. The Brandy Burn's great. Um, we'll need to do a, a Brandy Burn day. Though. The problem okay. is, like, Scotland's... Ha Scotland's? Yep. Punaclad is not hitting me at all. <laughs> Scottish people have the right to roam. So unless it's, like, completely private property, you can go there, you know? Um mm -hmm. So there is a bunch of clauses. It's re it's actually a really weird law, but yes, in general, you generally can just speaking, where you are. um, but that part of the Brandy Burn that we used to go camping at has been fenced off, like massively fenced off to the point really? where yeah, it's really hard to get in. Um, I need to speak to Uncle Harold about it because he lives more locally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, apparently that bit that we used to go camping at, you can still go to the Brandy Burn and the Seven Falls and all that. Um, but yeah, I think one summer we should definitely get our adventuring gear on. Um, yeah. And get Uncle Harold involved and your dad and for old time's sake and just go to the Brandy Burn. Oh, definitely. Um, I'll be so good. Yeah. It's one of these things that, um, like when, when, when I think about it, and it's only just coming to this just now, is that my fondest like holiday memories are the ones that like if you if you say it to so it doesn't sound like an exciting holiday mm. it's like my yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. like holiday experiences are going up the brandy burn in johnston with my family or going to Bara with my family it's like you know places that are actually really local oh yeah yeah they're not that far um, away and it's not like something that you've not spent loads of money doing I think, because I would say Lickenden was the time that I took Luke. Um, but I also thoroughly enjoyed the time that I went with you. And we didn't really do that much. Um, I wouldn't say that was no. an exciting trip to London, but 
it's the company, you know, and the the memories that you make with the people that you care about, I guess. That's what holidays are for. Mm-hmm. And, and I would agree, like, my favourite memories of going on holiday or, like, hanging out in Stornoway with, with you guys or that one time that I'm pretty sure it was Trivor Beach. We all went uh, swimming in the sea at Trivor Beach and I had this pink sparkly swimsuit that I wore. We were actually really lucky that year because that was the year with the heat wave. That was the year when we were going home and it was 34 degrees. Mm. Uh, but yeah, um, on that note, how would you rate your Rancho Viejo Tequila Silver, Callum? I have got through half of it so far. <laughs> You're not a tequila guy. Um, I'm not a tequila guy. Um, As far as tequila goes, it's not super in your face. It's pretty easy to drink, um, but the more I drink it, the more I'm like, oh, I I, I can taste regret and bad yeah, decisions that, that's, of my tequila past. Tequila tastes like bad decisions. That's what I would say tequila tastes like. Um, um, definitely. But so I'm going to give it a okay. four um, because it's the only drink in the podcast that I haven't finished within the first 40 <laughs> minutes. Okay, I'm going to give this tequila a five because I love tequila. I drink it all the time. But as I say, it tastes like bad decisions. In a pina colada, I would give it like a nine, but that's because I also mix that with like white rum and coconut and, you know, fruit juice. Mm. Uh, so I think I should rate the pina colada separately from the, the drink on its own. Definitely, um, definitely, yeah. But yeah, I would say it's a five. I mean, it's tequila. I have tequila in the cupboard. I'm going to have tequila at Christmas. I'm going to have tequila at Halloween um, because that is the traditional time that I actually drink tequila, as Callum well knows. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was a good one for talking about holidays, even though I've never been on a holiday where I sit on a beach sipping a pina colada. Well, I've, I've never done, done that either. I've never been uh, abroad um, over the age of, like, 14. We should totally do that sometime. We should. We, we should, should have a giant family go, holiday. We should go on a trash holiday. <gasps> Just go, go to, to one of the typical... Yeah, let's go to Ibiza. Tenerife. And... Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I think... No, that's what we should do. We should get all of the cousins together that we can and go on, like, a teenage, like, blowout holiday and yes. just get wrecked yes. and dance. Let's do it. Oh, terrible ideas. That's what this podcast's all about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On that note, kabloof. Kabloof. Good night, everybody.
was a good one.